0: Well, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the first live-ish, I mean, we'll live which means we are in person. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Uh, version of the CineScoots podcast. We are recording episode, oh jeez, six?
1: Six. Wow. From a local library.
0: From a local library, because we're... You know, we, we want to support the local businesses.
1: Support your libraries, everybody. The middle schoolers are here, not doing drugs.
0: Not doing drugs. Yeah. There, are, I think there's, like, gaming chairs. Yeah, it's a good and, place to be. And, like, there's, there's an Xbox controller attached to the... Yeah, to the to the PC out there. So I yeah. think you can play games. You can.
1: This is this is the future that Ben Franklin envisioned—a place where kids could come and play Xbox.
0: And you know what? And unlike our local karaoke bar, and people I'm, are not doing cocaine off
1: of the uh, toilet. People are not doing cocaine in the bathroom.
0: People are not doing cocaine in the bathroom.
1: Hashtag I was censored.
0: Oh yeah, that's a story for a different time.
1: But anyway, yes. uh,
0: today we are uh, here to actually cover. Uh, two movies. We'll uh, we'll be splitting these up into two episodes. We are going to be starting with
1: Robert Eggers, The Northman.
0: Northman. So, just for uh, anybody who is uninitiated, what are his other movies?
1: Uh, the Vvitch, also pronounced the Witch, also pronounced. Burn the Heretic. Hey, uh, hey, she, did nothing, she did nothing wrong. She did nothing wrong. It was it was a good for her. It was it was in the good for her genre. You movies.
0: know. We need more of those. Yeah.
1: Uh, also pronounced um, "midsummer," but better. That's
0: Ooh. yes,
1: yes. And then mm, okay. And then a recent classic favorite, uh, Robert Eggers' uh, "The Lighthouse," or as I like to call it, Robert Eggers' Hark! Hark.
0: Yes. You know, we'll probably talk more about this. I think you and I are pretty in the camp of "The Lighthouse" is his worst, right?
1: Yeah, and it's, it's
0: not bad. It's not bad, but yeah, it's like good. out of the three, it's probably the one that I'm least likely to, to say, you know what, screw it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop this in on a Sunday night.
1: I don't think I could ever watch the night, the Lighthouse alone. I would need friends, and there would need to be, inebriatives, <laughs> food. A steak. Yes, I, a yeah, steak. A, a nice or, steak or and or steak potatoes. <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's one of those movies that I, you know, I never picture myself watching it again. I had fun when we went to see that movie. It was a double feature of that and Parasite.
1: I think we have to watch Robert Eggers' movies only in double features from now on. Yes.
0: Yes. You know that's a good point. Yeah. Um, Maybe. and and then we rewatched it. Uh, and we rewatched it as a group at a Halloween party. Was it a Halloween party? I think it was a Halloween party. Is it the same night we watched Joss? We watched Sinister. Sinister. Yes. And the Lighthouse.
1: Hashtag COVID spreading. <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
0: we did. We did go into a quarantine lockdown after that. Yes, uh, we did. We did because it, it
1: was the best two weeks of my teaching career.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, you recently had to quarantine, right?
1: Uh, that was when I actually had COVID. Actually, yeah. that was better because I didn't, I didn't have to teach uh, when I actually had COVID. Yeah. Uh, but that year I did have to teach from home, which also wasn't bad. Yeah. It was not bad. Uh,
0: well, you know, that, that's a hell of a, a hell of a tangent that we went on to. What but, a story, Mark. Uh, what can, a story. Can
1: we invest in the DJ um, buttons that make sound effects and can one of them be, what a story, Mark.
0: What a story, Mark. That you know, yeah, we could use a, a soundboard. Yeah. Well, we can look into an Elgato. Um, so the Northmen, uh, you know, it wasn't until maybe a few days into going to watch the movie, like before we went to watch the movie, Mm -hmm. that I heard that this was actually a retelling of
1: Hamlet. Hamlet? So not a retelling. Um. It's inspired by. Yes. Like it's. it inspired Hamlet. Oh. So Hamlet, um, for the unread. Um, The Javier's of the world. It's the tragedy of Hamlet, Prince of Denmark, right? Um, So, you know, English culture derives a lot from its Norse ancestors. There's a whole, like, mystical association um, with our Norse ancestry. Norse ruins uh, were thought to have, like, mystical properties, right? Um, As did most writing, actually um in the early to Middle English period, right? Um so, you know, Shakespeare is partially drawing from this tragedy as well as other tragedies. So it precedes Hamlet. Um as other critics have pointed out, it's obviously a much grittier Hamlet. There's no real like soliloquizing and um, um and if you read Hamlet, you know he's not the manliest man in the world. Um which I have I have points that we might get into later. Um but yes, it is it is like the, the grandpa of Hamlet.
0: Yeah. yeah, for those of you who are listening and going, "Wow, Thanos sounds like a fucking nerd." Uh, he is. He is. I am he a is. A uh, fucking nerd. He not just that, but he has a reason. I have a reason. And the reason is that he is an English, a high school English teacher. So yes. you know, if I feel like if anybody else had this in depth knowledge,
1: it's not even that in depth. No, man. but listen,
0: <laughs> like. Talking about soliloquies and talking about all this shit, like...
1: Javi's like, that man just knows a three-syllable word. Yes. <laughs> you know,
0: I, I, I like to keep it simple. Yeah. I keep it simple and dumb.
1: Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. Put that on the soundboard.
0: I, you know, we could. We we gotta we come up with little quotes. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I, I enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: it's... I think, like I told you that night that we saw it, Having that background, because I think everyone reads Hamlet at some point, whether you want to or not. Yeah, for sure. Uh, It's definitely something that you are forced to read, usually in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I had to redo another reading of it when I took a college course on, like, British literature. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... That's why I think it made it easier for me to understand, like, right from the get-go. And it's also not a very complex story. No. So, the movie, um, we start with a very young, young child who looks like a, like a little girl uh, like with, his, with his bangs.
1: A, a young child who looks like... Uh, he should get beat up.
0: Oh, yeah. Thanos' first impression was he needs to get punched in the face. I was like, man. And
1: remember, children, I am a teacher. He is a teacher. (laughs) Uh,
0: So, yeah, Prince Amleth. Amleth? Amleth. 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 Uh, So he is doing some shenanigans with his dad. His dad is played by Ethan Hawke, which Ethan Ethan Hawke is having a bit of a resurgence. He's having his own renaissance. Yeah. Um i know it's been a while since he's done like a lot of stuff but he is in moon
1: knight right now i had shown my girlfriend the trailer to this movie uh she saw ethan hawk playing uh playing Amleth's father uh king king something Aruvandil war raven Aruvandil war raven see sounds very middle earthy very um and she's like, "Is that Ethan Hawke?" And I think, that's, <laughs> I think that's my favorite thing when people watch trailers and there's actors that have every right and every reason to be in that trailer. It's like, "Oh, is that that actor?" And yeah. It's like, "Yes, he works." <laughs> it's
0: got a, it's got a hell of a staff uh, yeah. of a cast. I mean, Nicole Kidman plays the queen. Yep. Who is Queen uh, Gudrun? Yep, who is Amlet's mother? Uh, you have Willem Dafoe, who plays like a basically like the king's jester. Yeah. Uh, and like those right there are big names you have Anya Taylor-Joy who's right now pretty hot yeah. coming off of uh, Last Night in Soho which you haven't seen yet have you? I have not
1: seen Last Night in Soho yeah.
0: uh, that's that's going on the docket for our like Halloween movie reviews for sure
1: I'd love to see it actually uh, it's really good yeah.
0: um, and then you know I'm not gonna say that he's like a huge star but Alexander Skarsgård man he tries he tries. He he has been trying to become a huge breakout star for for a hot minute.
1: And he's doing work. He's also in something else that's out now, isn't he? Is he? My my uncle mentioned something with Alexander Skarsgård. I'll I'll say it randomly at an inappropriate time <laughs> soon, as I as I go on the old IMDb. I
0: mean, he's in that Succession show. He's in Succession. Is that what you're talking about? No.
1: He's in Godzilla versus Kong. I forgot. Yeah, he
0: plays the main guy. But like again, you know, mm. like nobody cares about these characters in the Godzilla movie. Um,
1: but ain't that the truth?
0: Yeah, um, <coughs> but I mean, the movie like we said, the movie starts with with this kid basically having his dad killed by his uncle.
1: Rewind. Ooh movie starts with his this kid getting reunited with his dad who's just gone and done like viking battles right yeah yes then gets killed by his uncle which is the very familiar like main hamlet beat but what differs from this is you actually get to see the relationship between the kid and the dad right
0: and i really like that i think i think we're just going to go straight into like discussing the movie right for sure um I suggest go see it if you're really worried about spoilers. I mean, if you've seen The Lion King...
1: Yeah, if you've seen The Lion King, you know that they break out into Hakuna Matata two-thirds of the way through this Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, But I recommend it. I'm assuming you do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: It's it's beautifully brutal. Beautifully brutal. Yes! Yes.
0: Uh, But anyway, so I really liked that they let you see that relationship between um, Amleth and Zed. Hmm. Because... I think it's easy to have like a Viking story would be like oh manly men yeah uh, we're Which all this is. super manly yeah. and and it is but it also shows you that like a lot of these peop- a lot of these people are kind of good parents
1: yeah
0: like it seems at least from what we are shown that um, I keep on forgetting his damn name the the dad the king War Raven a Aruvidel yeah. War Raven. Um, that he, he cares about his son. He, you know, he brings him home, like, a war prize, um, and he, like, you know, salutes him as, as his king, but he's like, nah, you know, give me a fucking hug, I'm your
1: dad. They share a beautiful pagan ritual together. (laughs) They basically get high on peyote. (laughs) While, while, stripped down to their undies. And you question for a moment as you're in the theater, you're like, how close to this, is this to illegal? And you're like, not yet. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, I'm assuming. I'm assuming they were wearing some very modest underwear.
1: I'm assuming as well. I'm,
0: I'm hopeful. Um, but
1: the bond is definitely there.
0: Yes, okay. and and there's never a time where you are made to feel like Amlet has any sort of disdain for his dad. Yes. Like everything seems like he respects him. He is happy, uh, which is then I think a little bit more. Uh, interesting when at the later at the end of the movie like you get some revelations about maybe the dad might not be what it se- what he seemed or I mean maybe he was but people saw him in different lights.
1: Correct. I mean he's so Animoleth at the at the beginning. It's uh, the hell out of me. Exactly. Public, <laughs> public Library. Um Amleth at the beginning, you know, he's it's kinda like that opening scene. Well one of the opening scenes in Game of Thrones where Bran is standing out, he's like waiting for the king, right? He's all excited. In this case, though, it's the same excitement, but for his father and his war party returning, mm-hmm. um, returning back. Um, which, for my Hamlet aficionados back home, um, is a choice difference because when you meet Hamlet in in the play, um, his dad's already dead, right? And you just meet Hamlet like brooding and sulky, mm-hmm. uh, and just bitter and annoying. Where in this case you you know you meet an innocent boy and the dad's very aware of his son's innocence. Um, there's that whole little subplot about doing the ritual so his son can like enter become into a camp. man. Yep, um, and then when you see that earlier relationship before his dad is killed, um, and then you cut to Alexander Skarsgård, right? An adult <laughs> um, you feel. I think you feel more of a genuine investment in the protagonist because you're like, oh, I was, I was with this kid when he was a boy. He loved his dad. Um, yes, I'm excited that he's ripped as fuck and is, is going to go kill some Vikings.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ripped indeed. My goodness. Ripped indeed. He's got gamer neck going, though. He stands like, uh, he, he kind of reminds me of like Ugandan Knuckles. But like super shredded, the way he like, stands.
1: I have to like look up pictures of Ugandan knuckles.
0: He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's that's how he stands the whole time. Yeah. Um, but that that does kind of set up the movie in a really good way. Like you said, you know, you do get invested in his character, and you do care. You want him to get his revenge, and you understand why he has that revenge, right? You could have very easily started the movie with him being a Viking and wanting to basically go out and kill anyone, right? Yeah. And the fact that they took the time to show you what led him down that path was nice. Um, But then that does lead to, like, my personal favorite scene of the movie, which is, like, the Vikings... The raid? The raid, uh, yeah. The Vikings yeah. raiding the village. What
1: you which you see in the trailer for those, for those, for our millions of fans at home.
0: Yes, you do see it in the trailer, uh, but not. It's definitely a lot longer in the movie, for which sure. is nice. You know, it's it not a trailer. It would have been, but there are times where, like, you watch a trailer and they show you like a oh, really like, cool scene, and that's really the whole scene. Yeah. And it could have, it could have just been them climbing the walls, chopping down a couple people, boom, boom, you're done. Yeah. But no, they show you the whole process of him cutting people down, taking women and children, putting them in the box, and burning them
1: alive. So this is what I find the most interesting um, about the opening of the film, which it, it's funny that this is a surprise because, like, if you if you know anything about Viking history, you're like, oh yes, this is what they, this is what they did. But like, slavery and rape yeah. are very like forefront in this movie slavery more so yeah um the um and it the movie so how shall I say this the movie kind of presents them and it never it, it doesn't get like a soapbox about them and I so, so when I I don't want to say this and make it seem like oh thank god like it's not condemning slavery right like that's not that's that's yeah. not my point but it's very like, this is just the reality of, of how things were, um, and 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 it, it's still kind of like, for me it was still kind of cutting, cause like the that's that's happening. Our main protagonist is right here, and he's just like, yep, like this is, yeah, this is the way things are. That's a, yeah, yeah, that's I mean, how that's how the world works. Yeah,
0: and, and I think that's also it's also very, I don't say tainted, but it is tainted by our american racism
1: or at least that's how we typically encounter slavery yes
0: like with us slavery when we encounter slavery in the united states it's always like oh the black people were enslaved whereas when you look at the reality of pretty much uh, history anywhere else yeah the slavery is like they're usually war prisoners and they get sold off yeah uh that that and that's why i think for like a movie is like oh slavery
1: and odd. And what I found interesting is that it feels, it feels icky in like a different way. Because you watch any any historical civil war pre civil war period piece, right? If you watch Twelve Years a Slave like mm-hmm. that, that has a particular bite to it that is very very tragic, especially if you're American, right? Sure. This to me has a very it, it has a very different bite. And I emphasize both those words words at the same time, because you don't have like the the textual cues in the film that are saying, "Hey, this is like politically wrong." Like you're you're seeing our characters, and they're like I said, they're fine with it. They're fine with like, you know, ripping out a bunch of like, you know, wives from their husbands or kids from their moms, throwing them in the house, and just like chucking a torch at the at the roof. At the like, yeah, yeah. Um, and you're like, oh shit! Like the the guy I'm cheering for is like also, you yeah, know, kind of fucked up. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and it's and it's just because it's it just it's done very matter of fact. Like even for the people in the world of the movie, they're like, yep, this is this is part of how it is. We understand basically the rules of this world. Like yeah. we lost, that's it. Yeah, and it's not like because I am a woman, I am slave. No, it's it's very different. Um, but. It also, it, it also helps that the movie does a good job at kind of like showing you just how the Vikings kind of work.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is like... Weird as shit. Weird as shit, <laughs> for starters. Yeah. Um, amongst themselves, they are they are really caring. Like, they care about each other. There is like a sense of camaraderie that there is between them. Like, we, we see that with... Um, like, the way that he talks to like his own you know, Viking brethren. And it's brethren. very animalistic. Very animalistic. Kind of like a... It, it legitimately pack. is like a wolf pack. Yep. Yeah. Um, but then, like, they're just rowing down the river. They see two dudes fishing, and one of them just, like, fucking just shoots them and yeah. kills them. No reason, no provocation, just for the kicks and giggles. Yeah. And they're just like, eh, cool. Yeah. And these are, these are the friends of the guy that we're supposed to be following. Yeah, and it's just that's how it is but then when it comes to like the people that he cares about like when he meets uh, Olga and he you know decides he wants to basically be with her and you know help her out he is very caring for her everything that he does in regards to her is very caring um, which almost seems kind of contradictory mm-hmm. with what you're expecting his character to be this insane savage who's Got nothing but revenge in his brain. Right. Um and, yeah.
1: I, and I think that's interesting. So like I mean I so, so I know I know Scandinavians were naturally like blonde, right? Uh and redheaded. I, I forget red-headed. what the, I forget what the actual like myth and reality versus like Viking features were. But I think it's interesting that you have um, Nicole Kidman's character, Queen Queen Gudrun, and then you have Anya Taylor Joy's um, Ola, um, and like they, they look similar, mm-hmm. which shall we get to the twist? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so if you are familiar with the Lion King, um, there's the point where Simba returns to the Pride Lands uh and he's like spying right and then you you hear scar and he oh goes, yeah and, and but
0: like, then but then uh sarabi shows up yeah but and S- she tries to bang simba
1: Yes, that's that's in the director's that's, that's, cut. That's in the director's cut. She's like,
0: I killed Mufasa. Yeah. I convinced Scar to kill Mufasa. Yeah, yeah.
1: only and in, you. Yeah, and it's only in the animated director's cut, not, in the, only, not only in the C, not in the CGI. Uh, re-
0: oh yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. that one was too right. too that, worn down by a, woke then, Disney. In the
1: post Me Too world, uh, <laughs> um, but you know, Scar shows up and he's like, Sarabi, and then you know that you know things aren't things aren't right. Um, between Scar and Sarabi in Hamlet you know Gertrude and Claudius are seemingly happy with each other but Gertrude was never like ah fuck King Hamlet right like he was a dick Mm -hmm. uh in this movie (laughs) yeah um yeah so so for 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 our millions of fans who want spoilers um you find out when so the whole movie Alexander Skarsgård's been like Voyeuristically, like looking at his mom as he's come back to the camp, right? Because mm-hmm. he, he he is taking the role of a slave, so he can't he can't just approach the queen. Yes, um, but you know you're you're anticipating that they're going to get reunited. yeah
0: Like he sneaks off during the nights. Uh, yeah. He goes and he's like you said, you know, he's spying on them. He's watching them, seeing what their interactions are like.
1: Yeah. So then he he gets there, um, and I don't know if he actually said this. I don't remember, but. Uh, This is what I remember. I remember Robb Stark saying (laughs) Mulu in The Red Wedding. But I don't think that's what happened. Um, But then she's like, oh, you know, Amleth. And then she's happy to see him. um, But then she's like, fuck your dad. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Was she happy to see him? I I didn't read that as she was. She was kind of like, what the fuck? Because they told you as you were dead. Cause the guy did say that i killed him right like at the very beginning he did. He's, he gets yeah. chased yeah he chops the dude's nose yeah the dude shows up and he says oh
1: i killed him i tossed him in the river and you find out that apparently supposedly as she's being carried away um kid Amleth sees her sees her crying uh she claims that she was laughing the whole time yeah which, which I'd, I'd like to talk about perspective and reliability because i i had questions actually sure um but before that like i I thought i remember like a little tender moment where she was she was happy she kind of like
0: like off and on yeah like i had a hard time reading that that whole interaction i was like is she actually happy that he's back is she playing it up for him is she like well you seem to have grown up okay yeah your dad's gone so let's bang yeah. Uh, which that was, yeah. for me, the biggest, like, what the fuck? It
1: was one of those moments where um, it gets very, like not homoerotic, but it's very incestoerotic. erotic uh, it's, it's very Lannister vibes. Um, yeah. And then you're it's like, very, are what they, are you doing, Stepbro? Are they like, are they going there? And as it creeps on, you're like, I, I think they're going there. But you're like, they're never actually gonna go there. Oh, I was and like, I was like, there. I hope not. This, hope this not is either. getting weird. Not either. But then they go there.
0: Oh, man.
1: And they kiss. They do. <laughs> and they kiss. Ah, that's so weird. So weird. Um, And you find out that the queen uh, was enslaved by Ethan Hawke's tribe, uh, and she hates Ethan Hawke. Uh, She but she But she loves his brother, which I guess if we think about it, like, shouldn't she hate his brother too? I mean, aside from personality,
0: right? I guess it's kind of like the idea of, like, when you have a ruler, like, they are probably the ones who are, like... You know, heavy-handed, Yeah. and then like the brothers, like, well, I'm a bastard. I'm never gonna be the king. He is a bastard, well. uh, that's right. so I don't really care a fuck. I'll yeah. probably be more chill with the slaves. That's a good point. So, Bring that up, yeah.
1: The, so the the brother in this movie is a bastard. So he's he's an outsider too. Yes. Um,
0: so. so I think that that's probably why they got along.
1: Yeah, and she asks him to kill Ethan Hawke. Yes, and he does, um, and then and she's supposedly like happy about it. Um, so it's interesting to see her as the slave and then the other the other blonde you know who's interested Mm -hmm. in Amleth Anya Taylor-Joy's character who's also who's also a slave um, in the way the way they just approach the situation of the film is very different but I guess also similar yeah Anya Taylor-Joy is like fuck these people and then
0: yeah she's very very of, uh, of the mind of like it's you and me versus yeah, these rich uh, these rich people.
1: But I guess I guess what's interesting to me is that it's it's just very, it is purely personal, right? There's there's no like big old principle of like no, yeah, no, is wrong. It's like I've been wronged. Yes, it it, <laughs> yeah. it is a yeah. very
0: like yeah. you you know eye for an eye movie. Yeah, it's not like a a greater good thing. Yeah, there is never anything in this movie that makes you feel like someone is doing anything for the greater good. Yeah, it's I don't want to say it's a selfish. Movie,
1: which I find refreshing, as uh, birds fly into our window. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds like it sounds like birds are like yeah.
0: smacking into the window.
1: No, but I, but I, like I, I do kind of find that refreshing because it doesn't, it doesn't even lament that like oh, if only these people cared about the greater good. It's, like, <laughs> not, like no, here is selfish people fighting each other naked. Yes, you came to see. Yeah, yeah. so
0: so it, eventually it does. Um, it does lead to the confrontation between um, Amleth and Fieldner. Yeah. Right? And so they they have like an initial fight. Uh well they have an initial confrontation where like he gets this pretty cool sword. Pretty cool sword. Which he is not allowed to use during the day for weird magical reasons. Yes, I believe so. Uh so the movie has It it toys with the idea of, like, the mysticism Mm -hmm. without fully going into, like... Like, without going full ham into it. Yes. Right? So there is a really cool scene where he fights this weird, like, skeleton... Like, Viking skeleton in a hole. Yeah. And uh, he has to basically defeat him to win the sword. Uh, And then there's this weird panning shot where you see him standing over the dead... Dead, dead zombie. Yeah. It pants and then you see him standing where he was before the fight started. Um, which was cool, because then you kind of go, okay, so there is some mysticism to this, because now he does have the right to use the sword. Yeah. But at the same time, like, was this all in his head? Was this real, or was it not? Right. Um, so that was that was interesting, which then plays into a lot of, like, all these weird... Viking slash Norse like mythologies and superstitions. Um,
1: and how much magic ish does Olga
0: use? That's
1: the thing. She, like,
0: I don't know if she grows like a mushroom out of thin air or if she grabbed it after they banged.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, cause she, like, randomly just has a mushroom. Uh, then when they get separated at the end of the movie, um, she, like, carries him. Yes. Like, to a hot spring. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's this whole, like, imagery of the Valkyrie carrying him. Yeah. Which is that shot from the trailers where people go, she have braces? Or and I then Thano had the audacity to ask me, is this Viking wearing braces? <laughs> and I'm like, homie, no, it's not braces. Um, the
1: Scandinavians are known for their medical care. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, the yes. in this country are just leagues behind.
0: Yes, Vikings from what nine hundred yeah. or four hundred BC or whatever. My name it's is Barney
1: Sanders. <laughs> and I don't know what <laughs> um,
0: so yeah, so she, it, they do say that she has Valkyrie hair. Like, they they make yeah. it sound like she has some connection with the Valkyrie, uh, which then is strengthened by her having these weird like magical fits right. every once in a while, right? Um, she knows how to basically make, like, shitty food. Shitty food. To poison <laughs> and, like, give people the shits. Yeah. Um, she uses some weird wind magic. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it could be slightly magical, or it could just be all completely coincidental.
1: Well, that's the thing. So, the... I I leave that movie with a lot of questions on how accurate the things that we perceive in screen are so for example um we are introduced to ethan Hawk and nicole Kidman and baby baby amleth aka little kid amleth aka punchable punch him in the face. face punchable face amleth um and they seem like a very happy family like the king arrives nicole Kidman looks excited to see him right she's like, mm-hmm. like amleth comes to the door and she's like don't come in this door and then he's like oh but dad's home (laughs) but dad's home she's like oh never mind right um and later with the twist we find out that that is apparently all a lie so are we getting that all through endless perception and then it's just skewed um he sees his mom crying as we mentioned before right Mm -hmm. she claims she was laughing but i still have a hard like even even if she asked for like Fiona to to murder her husband, I I find unless she just like batshit crazy, which she could be, she could be. I mean, um, she wants to kiss her son. Yeah, I I find it hard to believe that her husband and, and son <laughs> would just be murdered, and then she'd be like, ha 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 Yeah, oh. because like I feel,
0: I mean, unless you had to be a pretty terrible mother, which she could be, she could be. Yeah, I mean, she kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. If if you if you were to go, hey, kill my kill my kid and my husband. Yeah. I mean that you know there's a certain level. Um a little Casey Anthony. Little Casey Anthony there. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it could be and a lot of those scenes that you do see like the Valkyrie scene, like you're seeing it from Amleth's perspective after he got the absolute shit beat out of him. Yes. So it could be like that's just what he perceives as he is like fading in and out of consciousness. Yeah. Right? Um, other than that though I don't think there's anything no. super like, it, superstitious
1: it, it's not nearly as ambiguous as the lighthouse yes Yeah. I feel like yeah
0: the lighthouse asks you to do way more like suspension right. of disbelief uh, as opposed to this this is this is a very straightforward even yeah. the witch I think asks more of you yeah, like especially the ending At of the, the ending. witch. You the the ending of the witch has a very clear. All right, from here on, this is.
1: There's a shift.
0: There's a a shift, and yeah. then here we have, like, spooky witch shit.
1: When I watch, when I watch the witch, though, I do, even though it's even though it's a shift, I I do, I perceive that as oh yes, these things actually happened in the world of the. Yes. In the world of the movie.
0: Yes. And I think it's because, it, yes, there is, a, there is a hard shift towards the end of the movie in The Witch. Yeah. But I think it's also sprinkled throughout the movie that when that shift happens, like you go, oh, yeah, no, this makes perfect sense. Well,
1: but then The Witch is also, I'm, I'm forgetting, The Witch is also framed by that beginning scene of The, of, of the Witch taking that baby and just like... Yeah, just grinding the baby yeah. down to Making a paste, jam. right? Making jam. Making jam.
0: Yeah. But, but that's the thing. Like, it could be... You could, you could even frame that as, yes, there is a witch doing weird witchy shit, Yeah. but whether or not that is supernatural yeah. is completely different. So whereas, like, the end of the movie goes, no, this is like Business witchcraft, universe. magic, people are yeah. floating, and there's a goat... That yeah.
1: talks.
0: I love Black Phillip. Uh, I I I so wholeheartedly support the Church of Black Phillip. Yeah. Um, whereas this movie does not. This movie kind of wants to ask you that, but it's also like ah, eh, don't get caught up on that. Like exactly. it's it's very secondary. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I think the only thing that we really should need to talk to uh, talk about is the ending of the movie Mustafar. Mustafar. <laughs> <laughs> so. So he decides he wants to go back. He finds out that his girl is pregnant, yep. and he says, oh, "Well, if he find if Fjolnir finds out that that you are pregnant, mm-hmm. uh, and I already killed his son and stole his heart, right? He's gonna come after us." She's like, "Dude, what the fuck? Who cares? Like, we're gonna get out of here. He's not gonna find us." He's like, "Nah, gotta do this." Yeah, uh, which honestly, homie cut your losses yeah like at this point just leave
1: but it's a revenge tragedy I mean that's what but it's, it's, that's the, what you it's do. the inevitable yeah. revenge
0: tragedy right yeah. so um, he shows up he kills the mom and he like kills the brother right the the youngest son yes so this is his actual half-brother
1: yeah and there's there's some critiques which we I, we don't need to go down this rabbit hole that are like this movie wasn't brutal enough and I'm like, he murders I, a child.
0: <laughs> I think it's I think what they mean is like it's not as in your face as a lot of like other movies tend to be. Yeah,
1: but it doesn't need to be. It doesn't. When it's you a lot murder of murder a child. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. I think I think the 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 misconception is that the people are confusing brutality with bloody.
1: Yeah. And gory. So these are the people who don't like hereditary. But stand for Blumhouse. Hey man,
0: listen. I'm I saying you can't. Somewhat. I'm
1: not saying you can't stand for Blumhouse. I'm These are
0: saying. the people. Let, let me rephrase that. These are the people that don't like Hereditary, but love the Saw movies.
1: Love the Chris Rock Saw. Oh no! Specifically.
0: Oh, specifically. Excuse me.
1: Love the a Victim of Society, <laughs> Chris Rock. <laughs> oh, the, did nothing wrong. the did nothing wrong. Did nothing wrong. Did nothing wrong. Did nothing wrong.
0: Uh, this is this is a Chris Rock twenty twenty two campaign. Yes. Um, but so yeah, he kills he kills them and then he goes after uh, the uncle. The uncle basically says, "Get the hell out of here. Go basically patch yourself up. Yep. And we gonna fight. And we're gonna fight at the top of this yeah. mountain. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then we we show up and we see that there's a dead horse because yep. they these people. Ain't loyal to their horses. Ain't loyal to their horses. Ain't loyal. Yeah. They just kill horses left and right. I'm sorry, I can't imagine horses being cheap. No, even back then.
1: <clears throat> even back then, I agree.
0: Um, and then you have a wonderful fight. Yeah. Where the 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 uncle and Alexander Skarsgård are buck ass naked. Buck ass naked. Fighting, and you know, all things considered, this this was probably one of both the strongest and the weakest visually, like, scenes visually for me.
1: Why weakest, would you say?
0: So, it looked really cool. I think the colors looked really cool. Mm-hmm. But also, there was something about it that looked really fake. Mm. And I don't know what it was about it. Interesting. Um, it I was did, really cool, though. Yeah.
1: I did, I did not leave with the, fi- the fake impression. I think I was just overwhelmed by the cool <laughs> um and I you know I, some people said it was too short to be honest to me it was as long as it, it was as long as it needed to be. The fight? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I think it was it was like perfect length. Exactly. Um like I, it, it's it's shorter than Mustafar obviously but that's you know universally too long. Yes. But when you're you're doing like actual sort of fight it's like there's not really you know to make it as realistic as possible. Yeah, I mean
0: you're not like, going to be floating around volcano yeah. lakes exactly. you know fighting fighting your homie.
1: But it ends with a decapitation.
0: It does end with a pretty solid decapitation. Yeah. Uh, it actually got to the point where they were fighting and he was getting his ass kicked. He was. And I was like, oh.
1: And honestly, Diane, I was surprised. Is
0: he just going to flat out die?
1: But this humanizes Fjolnir.
0: It does. Yeah. It does a really good job at, at humanizing him. Yeah. Because you go into the movie thinking, this dude's is, this, this is just a piece of shit who killed his brother and wanted to kill his yeah. his nephew. Uh, but then you kind of do get that other perspective from the mom. Yeah. And and you really don't know who to believe 100%. You know, you want to believe uh, Amlet because he's our hero. Right. And maybe you have some reservations about the mom, but then you do also have those interactions between him and his kid. Yeah. Uh, and even though the oldest son is kind of, you know... Ezra Miller. Right. And, you know, he looks like a skeevy piece of shit and his friends are assholes. But, like, his interactions with... I swore his name was Connor, but it's actually Gunner. Yeah. <laughs> you I'm know, like, oh, man, that is a very, <laughs> very stereotypical name. Um, but he does seem to care about him and he does have interactions. He, he tells them, like, why are... Like, the kids, like, why are we doing all this, like, slave labor? Why are we, like, tending the fields? And the dad's basically like... If we don't do this with these people, like, they have no reason to respect us as their, basically as their masters. Yep. And, like, that's just not the type of shit that you expect from someone who you are told is, like, a piece of shit.
1: Which is, so, to bring it back to Hamlet, um, two ways. Number one, Claudius and Hamlet is pretty much, um... All but irredeemable. I think there's there's one little argument that you can make in favor of him, but other than that, yeah, but I mean him. he's a piece of shit. He is um, not not with we'll feeling, not as much, mm-hmm. not nearly as much. Number two, in um, Hamlet, Hamlet famously procrastinates his getting revenge, um, <clears throat> but he procrastinates it by talking. Whereas, and then granted, there's like a prophecy that affects this that mm-hmm. that Hamlet buys into. Um, he also. Kind of procrastinates his getting revenge on fieldner specifically, Yes. but in procrastinating he's like I'm gonna torment the shit out of these people <laughs> <laughs> which you could argue does you know come back to bite him in the come back to bite him in the ass it does yeah. I
0: mean he could have just taken him out, yeah, and
1: he would have been fine uh. Well, we don't know if we would have been fine, because then what do you do after you kill him, right? But obviously, he the Vikings, these Vikings don't care about... Well, they, for them, it's fine to die in battle. Yes. Right? So he's not super concerned about... Yes. Yeah, what's going to happen to me after...
0: No, but there's also the, the idea, like, well, now he just left Olga... Yeah. With the burden of raising two kids on her own.
1: So speaking of which, um, this movie takes place late 800s, early, early 900s, right? Something like that. Um, so, there, I forget what the prophecy is with Olga, but you see she gives birth to twins.
0: Yes, uh, the, he has, so they have two kids, a boy and a daughter, yeah. and the daughter yeah. is seen wearing, like, a fancy helmet, fancy, like, armor. Yes. And a staff, so some sort of, maybe, like, royalty
1: Which, so she is, um. He meets Olga while in the land of the Rus, right? Which is yes. eventually what becomes Russia-Ukraine. Um, yes. <laughs> uh-uh. No, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking of
0: that in the story. That's where they meet. Yeah,
1: that's where, that's where the raid is. At least when they're canoeing, they're in the Rus. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, because then they go to
0: Iceland. And, yeah. And by the time they get there, their are Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and around this time, uh, Olga of Kiev... Um, was a regent of Kievan Rus for her son, uh, Sviatoslav from 945 to 960 following her baptism. Olga took the name Elena. Uh, she is known as her subjugate for her subjugation of the Dravilians, a tribe that killed her husband, Igor of Kiev, even though it would be her grandson, Vladimir, that would convert the entire nation to Christianity. Because of her efforts to spread Christianity through Rus, Olga is venerated as a saint in the Eastern Orthodox Church, with the epithet equal to the apostles, and her feast day is 11th of July. So I don't know to what extent. <clears throat> excuse me, um, that was Wikipedia. Um, I don't, know, I don't know to what extent. Like he conscientiously was like trying to tie into to this the historical Olga of Kiev. It would be it would be the daughter. Uh, I'm presuming if, if if someone was to be that character, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be it wouldn't be the witch. It would be the daughter. Um, if he's doing that, then I'd be curious as to like why specifically but it's cool to see um, to me Robert Eggers does a cool job of like exploring masculinity and femininity right Mm -hmm. Um, whereas The Witch is one of those um, it it, it does portray toxic masculinity and it's also one of those good for her type movies Mm -hmm. Um, The Lighthouse is you know very in your face masculine with like all those homoerotic vibes and then this is also like very in your face yes in your face masculine ending with like the image of the you know of the of the sorceress um giving lineage to to her daughter i don't know what to make of that other than that it's there mm-hmm. it's cool
0: yeah and you know i i think overall i really enjoyed it i think it's it's like i said out of the three movies i I do have a bit of a hard time flip-flopping back and forth between which one I like the best, whether I like the witch or this one. I think the witch is a better made, like, story. Yeah. But I think this one is a little bit more entertaining. Yes. I mean, like, you know, there's fucking viking fights and there's sword fights. Like, the the, the witch is kind of a drag in like the sense of like man you watch this poor girl basically get blamed yeah
1: the witch, the witch is a good kind of like boring
0: yeah, yeah. I mean it's, it is the definition of a slow burn yeah uh, I've heard people say that this is a slow burn and I'm like get the fuck out of here like uh, shut yeah. your fucking mouth
1: I mean compared to all the other A24 slow burns I feel like this is the least slowish and burniest yes
0: uh, it, it's very much an A24 movie not by A24 yeah uh which is it's fine it's it's perfectly serviceable. Um, I also think it's very interesting that this is his and I don't want to say it's like like a bad thing this is his lowest rated um uh, movie critically like really? by a very little like if, like the lighthouse is at 90. The Witch is at 90, this is at 89, Okay. right? So margin of error. Margin, like very, yes. Yeah. Uh, as far as like the audiences go, Yeah. they rank this lower, significantly lower than The Lighthouse, mm. which I find strange. Interesting. Um, which again, you you don't really know, like kind of like Marcus, like, Cosmonaut Marcus yeah. pointed out in his video, like, you can't always trust, you can't like, trust the, the reviews, the comments. You
1: can't trust the commenters. No,
0: like, you know, there's people who are going to give it a five or people who are going to give it a, a zero.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, there's really no, like, in between nowadays. But I thought it was interesting because, like, I feel like this is the type of movie that would play better with audiences. Yes. And, and I don't understand how the lighthouse is edging this out. I can completely understand The Witch being at 59. Like, there are people who are... I'm not trying to be, like, big brain here, but, like, there are people who are just not going to get that fucking movie.
1: Well, and also The Witch was, like, one of the... Maybe it was the first, maybe it was one of the first, but it was, like, right at the beginning of that A24 genre. Yes. Yes. Right.
0: It was... And and probably a lot of people haven't seen it since they discovered A24. Um, or or these types of movies, and they haven't gone back and maybe reevaluated it. Um, but it is it is I can completely understand that that it just does not it is not fathomable to me that the Lighthouse is doing better than than the Northman. Yeah. But critically, I mean, uh, money wise, despite it being at the tail end of a pandemic, it is making more money than the Lighthouse.
1: And is that all that matters? And if yeah? and as some have said, props to props to the studio giving Robert yes.
0: that budget. And but that's the only problem, right? So yeah. the Lighthouse maybe making less money, but it also had a way smaller budget. Yeah. Uh, whereas the Northman, I don't know exactly the budget of the Northman. Um, ninety million. Was it ninety million?
1: It was. It was up there.
0: It was high. I think it was over seventy. Um, but. I, yeah, 90, million. To ninety. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Plus promotion and marketing, yeah. which almost usually doubles it. So it's not gonna be making money, but I feel like also reviews, this is the type of movie that is not really banking on box office success. Mm-hmm. This is the type of movie that you put out and you bank on it getting really good reviews. Yes. Uh, and I think they are
1: achieving that.
0: Okay. Ah, well, do you have any final
1: anything final that you wanna add? No, I'm really happy I saw this movie. I was, we, we saw this as a double feature with uh, our next episode's film. Um, our film. Um, and I was looking forward to it all week, and my uh, expectations were, were met and exceeded. Yeah, I was yeah. very
0: happy as well. Um, I, really, I really am looking forward to giving this another go. For sure. And I'm, I'm happy that I can say this is a movie that I can watch without needing to be A, drunk, yeah. or be with a crowd
1: yeah yeah
0: so uh, we will be back um, I think we'll probably do this like week give a break to do Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and then Nick Cage will come out probably the same week later
1: sweet something then like that we're gonna do some time travel business. we're gonna do some
0: time travel business so we'll be back soon uh, we will have our review of Doctor Strange next week yes And then the week after that, we will have a review for The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yes?
1: Nick Cage, the movie.
0: Nick Cage, the movie. All right. I am Javier. I'm Thano. You can follow us on Twitter at The CineScoots. And until next time, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.